I've been looking forward to this opportunity to share with you a New Year's message. <clears throat> and so if you happen to have a Bible with you, you can find Exodus 33. That's where we're going to be hanging out today, Exodus 33. My favorite uh, Bible besides this printed one that uh, was provided to me on a purchase on Amazon uh, is the YouVersion Bible app. It is a free app. If you happen to have a phone that allows you to download apps, the YouVersion Bible app, um, I would highly recommend getting that if you can. And take advantage. They will provide a verse of the day every day. And then there are Bible reading plans, uh, which I'll kind of point out a few at the end of my message today. But we believe that God wants to meet you and, and expand his life in yours. And the scriptures, we believe, are in a powerful way where we get to know who God is. We get to hear the words of God, the character of God, for our life being transformed. And so I would just encourage you this year, like even if it is a verse a day, that might be a great next step for you. Uh, and so the scriptures are really good. That's where we're going to be, Exodus 33. I do want to give you uh, a little, since you, since you made it, January 1, I want to tell you where we're going next Sunday. I want to encourage you to invite somebody with you. I'm very excited. We uh, have a preaching team here at the Vineyard, and so we work as a community and have a, a team of uh, voices that come to, to share God's word um, in our Sunday gatherings. We use small groups. That's another place where you can experience community and grow uh, your faith, whether it's a book study or a Bible study, something like that. But we are going to journey together as a community, and we're launching a new message series next Sunday called The Creator and Creation. And this idea that we were created for the good life, that this is a kingdom of God reality, that in the beginning God created. And we're going to start this year looking at the creator and creation and how we step into the story of God because we believe you were created for the good life that comes from him. And then there's going to be these series of movements throughout this entire year that help us understand Jesus... And his primary teaching, which was the kingdom of God, the rule and reign of God in our lives, that we can live in the love of God and under the authority of God, and that will bring transformation to us here and now, and we can be people who participate in God's redemptive story. So next Sunday, new series for a new year, The Creator and Creation. I am looking forward to it. I hope you will join us and bring somebody with you. All right, Exodus 33. What we just practiced... In worship and singing together is the reality that we believe God wants to be present with his people. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit want to be at work and present among the people. This is one of the themes of scripture that we see. And so we're going to pick up a particular uh, story in Exodus 33. And here's what I want us to know is this. God invites us to know him personally. God invites us to know him personally, and in that personal knowing of God, we experience him in community. So this faith journey is never a, a solo mission. It is always personal and communal at the same time. We need each other. We need to walk together. We need to see the image of God in one another. Just as we saw in the scriptures, every tribe, tongue, and nation will gather and worship God for eternity. Every tribe, tongue, and nation are made in the image of God. 
And yet there's this incredible reality that the God who created it all wants to walk with you personally. It's where we would use the kind of mind-blown emoji, right? For all of our teenagers, just one emoji tells it all. Personal and communal. Uh, previous national director for Vineyard USA describes this. We're a part of a, a family of churches, an association of churches that are not only across the U.S. but around the globe. And Phil Strout says this, we are at our very foundation of people who find their greatest identity, strength, and joy in the presence of God. In the presence of God. And we just believe we're just stepping into the story of God in the scriptures. And I want you all to see that in Exodus 33. And this is what it says. Then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go up to the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. Very personal, very communal. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Just a little scripture reading tip. If you get to a word you don't know, it's okay. If you're worried about mispronouncing it on a stage with a microphone in front of people, I'm there too. <laughs> go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you because you are a stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way. What? Do you ever read scripture and go, What? I'm going to send you up, I will give you, you know, this thing, I told you I'd give it to the descendants, but I'm not going to go with you because you are stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way. That sounds like good news. <laughs> when the people heard these distressing words, they began to mourn and no one put on any ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, tell the Israelites, you are a stiff-necked people. If I were to go with you, even for a moment, I might destroy you. Now take off your ornaments, and I will decide what to do with you. So the Israelites stripped off their ornaments at Mount Horeb. Real quick, see what is actually happening. God with his people. God fulfilling the promises he promised to his people. And here's really good news. God showing restraint. In love and compassion, God is showing restraint Sometimes I think we blame God for the things that are actually about my stiff neck. And in God's compassion and grace, God is showing restraint. And he's saying, I would go with you, but if I go with you, it might not be good for all of us, so I'm going to hold back. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp and whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshiped each at the entrance to their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. It's personal, and it's communal. 
God face to face. The community aware of God's presence. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Let that sink in. Moses, face to face with the living God. And the humility of that moment, he is saying this, teach me your ways. Teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. That this community is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? Then the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. Church, if I could invite you into the story that God continues to write today, I think this text shows us the way forward. This text invites us not just into a story we're trying to accomplish, but a relationship with a God who says, I am coming for you, I am coming towards you, I am with you, I will know you by name, I will teach you my ways, I will give you rest. What's interesting is this text has been in front of me for a couple months now, and it wasn't until about two weeks ago that I saw the thing that I think is most central for what we might be encountering in this moment in our journey. Because what I want you to know is it is personal. The presence of God is personal for you. God wants you to know him, and God wants you to be confident that he knows you. That you can be face-to-face with God. That you can encounter God's presence in a time together, much like this, on your commute. If you have to commute on Tuesday, hopefully you get tomorrow off. And then we just see heads going, nope. So that maybe God's presence will meet you at work. It's personal. This is about you, and this is about God. And it's personal. And what happened for me is, as I was experiencing this, it's just, you see, it is about a people. Leave this place, you and the people. Anyone inquiring of the Lord, I will go with you. And I will give you rest. Verse 14 is the one that got real personal for me about two weeks ago. 
About two weeks ago, I'm looking back over this text, and if you had asked me, what is the one thing, Kurt, that you really could use right now? I would have told you it's rest. And then look at that. Exodus 33, 14. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. God wants to give you what you need, and it is about being connected to God in a personal way so that his presence, his power, his life, his kingdom will supply what we need. So as you're making plans for 2023, can I invite you to welcome God's presence? You probably need more rest than you know, and I'm projecting I'm projecting. It's personal. And it's powerful. We need the power of God's presence in our lives. We need the power of the living God, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. That's what the New Testament authors say, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. The Old Testament authors say the spirit hovered over the waters in the chaos. And then there was order, and there was creativity, and there was beauty. The same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, God's presence, is intended to be powerfully at work in our lives for the journey that we are on. So we are keeping in step with the Spirit so that it's the power of God writing our story. It's the power of God resourcing our relationships. It's the power of God giving us what we need day in and day out so that it's his presence giving us rest because it's his presence at work and it's his power at work so we can step into the story of God. And it's promised. Don't you love promises that don't get broken? This is a promise that you will have to battle for believing in your life. Because our timelines don't always match up with the timelines of the eternal God. And if my timelines aren't met, sometimes I begin to doubt God's at work. So then I have to yield and surrender my timelines back to God and say, I am not. I am not God. And what I love about this text, and I would encourage us to actually think about this, if you, are already, if you already are following Jesus, if you go, you know, I recognize Jesus as not only like my Savior, but as my Lord. I want to live in obedience to God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If that's the kind of life you are longing to live, I think we have to understand that again and again and again, we have to say, teach me your ways. Teach me again. Come in power again, but let your promises to me be fulfilled because I will get discouraged when it doesn't go the way I expected it to go. So I have to surrender and yield again. And so here we are at a new year. How many of you love New Year's resolutions? Every January it comes up. Every February it goes away. (laughs) Just hang in there. If you don't like them, just welcome February. It's coming. Day in and day out.
We need God's presence. And Moses was onto something. He said, out of all of the people created, everyone is made in the image of God. So what will distinguish us from all the other people? God's presence. Being a people who are submitted and yielded to God, saying it is God's presence, it is God's power, it is God's person with us that marks us, and that is the thing that distinguishes us. It is not any other identity, it is not any other label, it is not any other group that we belong to because all the people of the earth belong to some group all the people of the earth are made in the image of God. All the people of the earth have different ideologies and idolatries. The thing that is always intended to be the difference maker is the presence of the living God. And we are all invited to live that way day in and day out. And you don't have to take Moses' words for it. One of my favorite New Testament books is the book of John. And Jesus is teaching. And before he's crucified, before he is buried, before he is resurrected to new life, to go sit next to God the Father, to pray for you, he says, I will not leave you alone. I will send the advocate, the counselor, the Holy Spirit to be with you, to live in you, to be the thing that marks you and seals you and so that you know you are mine. It is the way of God's plan to be a people who will say, come Holy Spirit. To be a people who will say, God, I need your presence today as I walk into this meeting. God, I need your presence today as I navigate this relationship. God, I need your presence today as I parent. God, I need your presence today as I go to kindergarten. God, I need your presence today as I show up to seventh grade and eighth grade. As I work two jobs and go to school. God, I need your presence today to be a good roommate. God, I need your presence today to be a person of integrity. Let your presence be the thing that marks my story and my life. And in a culture that is full of pride and arrogance and being right, it will take humility. It will take the way of Jesus. So this new year, let me give us a big task. Let's be a community that's more humble. Let's be a community that's more needy of God's presence than we've ever been. Let's be a community that say, teach me your ways, O oh God. That your presence would go with me and I would receive your rest. John Wimber, founder of Vineyard USA, says this, we don't seek God's power, we seek his presence. His power and everything else we need is always found in his presence. God wants to walk that close that the things we need to receive are always found in proximity to his presence, that we are with God in the word, we are with God in prayer, we are with God in community, we are with God in his beautiful creation. 
We are with God when we're with other people. God, know me by name. Send your presence with me everywhere I go. And this applies to every one of our kids that are in the room today. Whether they're three days old, 13 years old, 93 years old. If God is real, it takes faith, right? There is no better source for your life than mine. And to wake up every day and say, God, I need you. Every hour, I need you. I need your presence to go. If you don't go, I'm not going. If you don't go, I'm not going. So where do you need God in your story? Where do you need God in this season? I have a couple thoughts, and then we're going to just kind of take a minute to pray. I think it's probably a great practice to pray to kick off a new year or a new week. One of the primary ways I experience God's presence in my life is in prayer. Another way is in, is in times of singing and worship music. Another way is in scripture. And another way is talking to another friend who has faith in Jesus and they share their faith story with me and they help me work out my life. And so if you have kids, God is ready to meet your kids right now. God is ready for them to learn how to hear his voice how to have a vibrant faith. They do not have to wait. They actually show us the way forward. And so maybe this year, a way you can grow faith with kids in your life is on the YouVersion Bible app. They have a thing called the Kids Experience. Kids Bible Experience. I was doing this with my uh, youngest son right around the, the, the Christmas story. We were watching this video, and it was great to watch his reaction and mine and the amount of joy that was experienced in that. The YouVersion Bible app Kids Experience. It's free and it's right there and you can just do that. They'll talk to your kids. You can watch it together. The Bible app also has reading plans for youth, for teens and adults. Nikki Gumbel, founder of Alpha, has a, a Bible in a Year program for youth. And it's the one I did two years ago. It's great. If you're looking to read through the Bible in a year, it is a huge undertaking. Uh, I like to say I did the Bible in a Year plan in two years. You know the best part of that story? Yes, thank you. That's right. And if it takes you three or if it takes you 30, it does not matter. The Bible Project, if you're wanting to understand a more complete view of Scripture, the Bible Project has a reading plan. They have free videos. They do a great job helping us see Jesus throughout all of Scripture. And the thing that we love is this. God wants to meet you. So right now, right where you are, you can just begin to say, God, would you reveal yourself to me? And if you're learning how to hear God's voice in your life, here's a couple tips. God's voice is always loving. His heart towards you is compassion. And his thoughts are going to be better than yours. If God is really God, when you have a thought, you go, man, that thought was like better than my normal thought. Maybe that's a God thought. 
And God loves to align with Scripture, his character and his heart, the steadfast consistency of his life. So what do you need this year? As we were praying before service, I just felt like um, I wanted to pray for all the kids and teenagers in the room, and so that'll give you adults a chance to maybe be silent and think about what God might want to say to you. But God is doing great things among the next generation. And don't believe for a second any other storyline. So God, we just thank you for the kids and the students that are in this room, that are represented in this community. And we pray that they would be a generation that know you and your presence. What I love about Exodus, it was about all the people, all the community. The kids are included in that text. The teenagers are included in that text. So God, we pray that these young people would know your love, they would know your voice, and they would learn how to follow your presence in all things. God, I specifically pray for young people who are experiencing um, discouragement and despair. We pray that that would break in the name of Jesus and that this would be a year of hope. That as the, as just the simplicity, if we move from one day to the next, they would move from despair to hope that simply. We pray that over any adult in the room too, God, that anybody who's been just suffering with discouragement and it just is not going the way it's supposed to. We pray for your presence to come. We pray for your voice to be clearer. We pray for you to reveal yourself. So one of the things we love to do here at the Vineyard is what we're doing right now. We love to pray for one another. And I just have a very simple invitation. If you are anything like me, I'm going to invite you to stand and we want to pray for you. And then we're going to invite prayer ministry teams to come and we're going to we're going to continue to press into this year together. But if you're here today and you just go, man, I made it, but I'm tired. I'm not just tired because we stayed up and rung in the new year. Like, life has me worn out. I'm tired of work. I'm tired of sickness. I'm tired of struggle. I'm tired of financial discouragement. I'm tired of the people in my house. I'm tired of my neighbors. I don't know. Like, you just, if you're honest, the cumulative impact of the last hours, the last days, or the last years, you need the hope of Exodus 33:14 this year. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. If you need rest today, I invite you to stand. I invite you to stand. And there's no shame in this. Like, I'm standing with you. Like, this is the number one goal. This is my word for the year. And what we love to do at the Vineyard is we just love to stand together because this is the kind of community we are. And so, God, we just, yeah, we just begin to acknowledge you are the one we need. And so as people are standing around you, you can just extend a hand, 
So God, right now, just as people stand, we just begin to say, come with your spirit. You are the one that each of us need. And this is just a place just to receive. I I don't know how God does this. And we're not trying to make something happen, but I have been in rooms like this enough. I've been in prayer time enough to know that God will just begin to show himself to you. And it is presence. It's tangible. It's identifiable. It's real. And so presence of God come. For anyone who is weary, for anyone who is tired, we just say begin to come with your rest. Begin to spark creativity about how you can spend time with them this week, this month. God, begin to show them where you have been showing up. Begin to show them where you are already meeting them with refreshment. Holy Spirit, we just say, come and be with the people you love, the people who need refreshment, who need renewal, who need rest. Bring it today, God. Bring it this week, God. Bring it this year. And when we realize we're tired, may we not run to things that are empty and things that sort of distract us from your presence. I pray you would give us the humility to run to your presence, to acknowledge our need, to press into prayer where we just listen and we say, God, I need you. Come and speak. May we lean into friendship where we can receive rest. May we lean into the scriptures and to worship God. you are not yet standing, I invite you to stand. And I just want to pray a blessing over all of us. If you're available and willing to pray for people today, I want you to, one of our leaders, small group leaders, any of our staff, come stand. And then we're going to just leave space open. If you just need time, to come and just ask God to meet you. You just need kind of private time. You're welcome to come and just take advantage of that, even just if it's a posture of kneeling. You can actually do that right at your chair. I want you to know that the living God wants relationship with you. God wants to know you, and God wants you to know him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And this is the blessing of God with his people. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. May you experience the peace and the rest of God. May God's presence be tangible for you, be discoverable for you, and be hope to you this year. God, we thank you for this community. May you move in our midst, and may we be a place of your presence. And may we be a people who go with your presence everywhere, and as people notice us, they would go, there is something different. And we would go, it is the presence of the living God, and it is available for you. God, we receive you for this year. We receive your rest this year. Move in our midst. Teach us your ways. We bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.